Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Even the Score podcast, a podcast about soundtracks and scores for movies, TV shows, and video games. I am, as always, Don, and per usual, I am here with my co-hosts, Anthony and Jason. Hello to you both. Howdy. How now, brown cow? Well, we are in the home stretch here, people. Our cartoon TV theme song bracket tournament extravaganza is coming to its inevitable conclusion in this very episode. So here's a quick recap for any of our new listeners. So what we decided to do, we decided to do some research and put together a 64-team cartoon theme song bracket. So we've already gone through three regions and have three of our final four challengers in place. Our overall number one seed emerged victorious from the He-Man region, which is DuckTales. Our Cinderella story from the Chip region is uh, our 15 seed gem and the holograms. And Anthony's play-in pick, Adventures of Gummy Bears, the 12 seed in the Dale region, is making its way to the final four. And now we are going to be going through our final region, the Tailspin region, and we're going to find our fourth and final competitor. Of course, all of our regions are named for theme songs that just barely missed out on the tournament. Uh, We'll talk more about those theme songs that didn't make it into the bracket after we crown a champion but for now we're going to make our way through the matchups of course we encourage you the listener to follow along with the bracket by checking out our twitter and instagram accounts both of which are at even the score pod or listening along to the theme songs via our youtube channel go ahead and find us on youtube Uh, our account is even the score podcast And of course, all these links can be found via our pinned tweet on our Twitter account. We also want you to fill out your brackets and send them our way. You can email your filled in completed brackets via our Gmail account at eventhescorepodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, it is time to get into this. Let us start off with our matchups here. We're going to go through it one by one, and we're going to kick off with our 1v16 matchup. Our number one seed here in the Tailspin region, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles going up against What's New Scooby-Doo. I'm going to say let's jump over to Jason first to give us who wins it out of that bracket or that matchup. Heroes in the Half Shell, Turtle Power. I see. Saying so little can say so much. It's very true. Uh, uh, Yeah, I am also voting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But What's New Scooby-Doo was such an interesting entry. And the fact that that made it along with the original Scooby-Doo is interesting to me. Because What's New Scooby-Doo is so generic. And like, I don't know, it's good because it's... Uh, it's not good, but it's like Simple Plan, who are from Montreal, so I gotta give like Canadian shout out. But I don't know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just is so perfectly written and it just sinks, like it totally sums up what's happening in the show. And each character is like laid out and it's very, I don't know, rock heavy. I find it super memorable and it always stays with me. I think the the What's New Scooby-Doo theme song proves that not everything good comes from Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, I think that was proved plenty well with Justin Bieber, so... Fair, fair. But I I wonder who predates whom here because it's just, it is so bland. It is just so a nothing burger in comparison to some of the other ones just in this region alone, let alone comparing it to some of our big winners from this bracket already. So I'm definitely pleased to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles be moving on in a 3-0 sweep you know the other thing and i know this isn't fair to hold it up i mean because yeah the cartoon was great the theme song was pretty prominent in the video game too and you want to talk about something where i sunk a crap ton of quarters into you know when like stand-up arcades were a thing that video game was one of them and it just you know there's something about the way that it just sort of amps you up as you know you're listening to it uh i just like it a lot 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same tune repeated. I mean, a lot of the theme songs in this specific region seem to be very repetitious. But yeah, exactly how you said it. It's the build up constantly over and over and over to just kind of get you going. And yeah, it was ubiquitous everywhere in the 90s. If you're specifically referring to the, the Turtles in Time uh, stand up arcade machine, that is absolutely what we played a ton of. It's so good. And yeah, there it's it, that tune's going on constantly. And again, as we kind of talked about in previous episodes with video game music, that has to be music that is good all the time because it is so repetitious. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme just absolutely does that. So it is moving on into the next round. 3-0. Goodbye, what's new Scooby-Doo? As Anthony and I kind of talked about in a or I think it was Jason and I talked about in a previous episode. Uh, we weren't big fans of Scooby-Doo in general, so we are seeing Which our, oh, yeah. I'm going to come back to later on in the episode, but I have an incarnation of mystery, or sorry, Scooby-Doo that I'm going to recommend for you guys because I want to see if I can try and, you know, sway you away from the negative Scooby-Doo, but that's for a later time of the episode. <laughs> and for what it's worth, because I'm not totally anti-Scooby-Doo, I, there's one theme song that I'm really surprised didn't make it. We'll talk about that later, too, and, mm-hmm. you know... I'll just leave that there because we'll talk about it more later. Let's jump down to our two versus 15 matchup. This was a tough one for me. We're looking at Pinky and the Brain versus Freakazoid. And I'm going to go with the upset. I think I've got to give the slight edge to Freakazoid here. I love Pinky and the Brain, but I think Freakazoid's better written. I think it's it's musically more fun. I, I liked the visuals that went along with the intro. Just for for the musical stylings, the, the lyrical content, I'm going to go Freakazoid for this one and i'll jump it over to anthony to see what you say i also had a bit of a tough time with this one i'm a big freakazoid fan my friend ambrose and i often still reference it and there's really funny gags in that show that Mm -hmm. still hold up over time um and as great as the theme song is uh i'm going for pinky in the brain okay i was such a animaniacs nerd and the fact that they had their own offshoot show uh and had a theme song that was as strong as the original uh just speaks volume so i think how good it is it might even be better than the animaniacs uh theme song in my opinion but we'll get into that later but right now yeah i think pinky in the brain it's my vote okay jason it's a pretty strong opinion and i'm like i'm think i'm thinking more about what you just said as opposed to this particular matchup so being kind of consistent this makes me think of something like when i'm watching you uh do twitter post or whatever uh done and like you know for these uh polls where you're asking the audience like which songs they got and i look at the results and i'm like oh gosh i'm old you know i just didn't grow up with freakazoid but i do like you know sort of the way it sort of scats around or it sort of has that feel uh as the theme is singing but yeah just because of everything associated with uh tiny tunes and animaniacs i do have to give the nod to uh pinky in the brain here it's I, I I have no qualms with Freakazoid getting bounced here. I knew it was up against a tough challenger, but that was such a, a fun show for me. And I really do like that swinginess of that theme song. So I'm completely pleased to see Pinky and the Brain move forward. So we've got our two versus 15 matchups uh, in the books. We are jumping over to three versus 14 Teen Titans versus Doug. Anthony, how about you kick this one off? Uh, this is interesting. So I have more understanding and reference to Doug mm-hmm. because of my age when I was in the 90s when I played. And I missed Teen Titans altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just listening to the theme songs, the Teen Titan one is 
tight. Like it's a really solid song. Uh, and I didn't realize it had such a cut catchy theme song. Uh, and I really appreciated it, but I'm going to give it to Doug for my vote because that is an insanely catchy beat. And as soon as it, I hadn't heard it in years, but just as soon as it came on, I was able to kind of hum along and it came running back. So Doug is my vote. Doug gets Anthony's vote here. Jason, what say you? So technically, I guess I'm, oh, I'm outside of both of the demographics for these, you would think in the 90s or whatever, like I said, I was already in high school, so I wasn't watching cartoons in the same way. But then comes undergrad, you know, which for me was slightly later than, you know, my high school graduation would suggest. And I'm watching things like Teen Titans all the time as like my friends are, you know, uh, getting lifted. I guess that's a nice way to say it. And, you know, like we're playing Smash Brothers and everything else. So Teen Titans for me is just like, it, it's kind of one of those epic things that just got played. And um, I'm going to go with that. Not to say that Doug it doesn't have a nice song. It's just Teen Titans is like my undergrad experience in a nutshell, amongst other things. So that's a vote for each. I break the tie here. Um, Doug's fun, but I've got to go with a Japanese girl band surfer, like 60s surfer feel theme tune that is so damn catchy that it still gets caught in my head and i wasn't a teen titans guy like i just i didn't get into it and i was kind of in that era where where my buddy travis he was getting into it and he was telling me about the show and and i was back in my hometown and we were hanging out a lot and i just i still didn't get into it i don't know why it seemed like a really great show but that theme song is is a banger man so i am gonna go with uh with teen titans on that one and bounce doug out of the first round i appreciate doug for what it is it's a really fun simple tune sounds like it's all acapella and all kind of vocal th um, sound effects and things like that which is fun but i will have to go with that surfer sound let's take a look at the four versus 13 we've got the uh 1966 version of spider-man so this is uh, not to be confused with the spider-man from uh, 1994 that we saw in the previous episode and it is up against woody woodpecker this is a no-brainer for me this is probably the easiest matchup in this entire region it has got to be spider-man 66 for me i will throw it to any of you or either of you if you have a, a dissenting opinion no I, I can't do it i i kind of wish all the spider-man animated cartoons had that theme song it's just really super catchy and it's it's my favorite for sure yes i refer to it as the og spider-man absolutely um but it really is so iconic it's so legendary it's so memorable and i was really happy to see it show up in spider-man 2 from the original film trilogy mm -hmm. um and there's like this small scene there's like a lady on the corner and she's playing a, a, like a, a mandolin or she's playing some sort of small guitar and she plays this theme oh my god how do you remember that I do two things i'm a spider-man nerd and two things and second i have a good memory or something i don't know but yeah there's that's like it's such a small nod to it and i was really excited because i think some of the movies the like superhero stuff i think they forget where they come from sometimes mm -hmm. <laughs> and i really got to acknowledge the fact that marvel does lean into some of their weirder kind of like i would say campy they really get lean into that campy stuff and i think that spider-man 2 featuring this theme song is a big shout out to like yes this is the, started with a very campy television show that 
you know, really got people hooked. So I'm definitely voting for Spider-Man 66. It's classic. It, it is one of those theme songs. And, and we've seen a lot of really great classic theme songs in this bracket. I mean, we have the Flintstones. We have the Jetsons. We have George of the Jungle, which I, I mean, when we talked about it in the last episode, when we were originally talking about this bracket, that was one that came instantly to mind. And I think, Anthony, you were the same way. Jason, I think you commented similarly in regards to, to some of these themes here. Spider-Man 66 is the theme song. It is the one that I can still sing today. It is still popular to the point... like. The, the TV show has not been on the air for, what is it now, 60 some odd years, and we're still seeing things reference it. I mean, we had we had that that Spider-Man 2 Easter egg. We had it in Into the Spider-Verse in the after credit scenes. So we had the, it listed there. We've got the, the Simpsons movie, which was released now like 10 years ago. They did the Spider-Pig spin on it, and we're still seeing it hugely popular today. And Anthony, you're, you're bang on with the way that Marvel is campy and does reference where it has come from. When we saw Spider-Man with Sony, it was very much a, a new thing, and then they did it again, and it was a new, new thing. And now that it's back at home with Marvel, and we're starting to see what's happening with the, the multiverse, and we're starting to see what comes out with the next iteration of uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, I think there is that embracing of the weirdness from previous and of the fun and of the classic origins of where this came from, which is those really campy, fun comics and that amazing 1966 cartoon. So I think it's really fantastic. And yeah, the theme song moves on. It moves on for me in spades in this matchup. All right, let's jump up a little bit in the bracket, and we're going to go to our 5 versus 12. So in the previous regions, the 12 seed has always been a play-in from myself, Jason, or Anthony, but there's only three of us, and there's four regions, so we now have our first official 12 seed, uh, which is Garfield and Friends, going up against the Pink Panther. And of course, we're talking specifically about the Pink Panther cartoon TV show, uh, but it does lend itself uh, to that classic Pink Panther tune from the, the Peter Sellers movie. So who wants to go first? Who wants to take on the 5v12 i can jump in here because my original pick was going to be for pink panther mm -hmm. it's such a like a classic i think it's henry mancini actually yes. who does it and i'm a big fan of henry mancini i don't like i think Likewise. in passing yeah we've talked about how i have his mommy dearest soundtrack on vinyl so like i can like appreciate a little bit of a henry mancini jam for sure but when we re-listened to them uh i was like okay yeah the pink panther theme that's cool and then the garfield one came on and i looked up and i was like oh my god i completely forgot about this cartoon and i forgot about the theme song and i forgot how it's weirdly middle of the road for me and it's more like i think nostalgia that i was like yeah i I don't know. Now that I'm talking about it, I was going to make my vote for Garfield, and I'm like, oh, maybe Pink Panther's better? Oh, guys. I, uh, I <laughs> We'll jump down to Jason as you kind of mull it about, and maybe our arguments will will sway either sway way. Sway me. I was going to say, you're, you're playing it safe like Wade, man. <laughs> but so, and I, I mean, I guess there is a little bit of confusion on this for a similar reason, uh, because, you know, I mean, the Pink Panther theme is really i mean like you want to talk about iconic like that's one of those things where it's like it only takes a few bars for like anybody to sort of pick up oh yeah that's a pink panther theme but as a cartoon though not as a, a classic film i 
just didn't have the same connection with it in that way. Whereas with Garfield and Friends, that was a really important part of my Saturday morning cartooning. And I don't think it's uh, Bill Murray. I remember like back in the day, I always used to get kind of confused. Like, is that Bill Murray doing Garfield's voice or whatever? But I think it's some other guy. It is Lorenzo Music. Thank you for knowing that because, yeah, it was one of those things that always confused the crap out of me. But anyways, all that to say that Garfield is really, it's one of the first comics that I remember reading. Um, I was super ecstatic when it became a cartoon. And that theme just makes me happy. So for that reason, I'm going for that. I'm with you on what Garfield brings about in regards to that sort of dopamine kick when it comes to nostalgia in my brain. For this bracket, I think I'm going to go Pink Panther. The Mancini tune still resonates with me. It can, it's it's similar to the the argument I just made with the, the Spider-Man 66. It's still that theme that continues on and on. And everybody knows that sexy saxophone comes in and, and hits and it's, it's the Pink Panther. So I'm going to go with Pink Panther. Jason, you've got Garfield and Friends, which forces our indecisive friend Anthony to have to break the tie. And I'm going Garfield. Going Garfield. Again, I was like, I knew there was a reason why I was going to pick the Garfield. And it is. Uh, I think that's also the Garfield voice that I'm very familiar with. And I think he was doing an impression of Bill Murray, Mm -hmm. which is just funny that he ended up voicing him later on, but not by choice. And so, yeah, I like Garfield. I love Garfield. And I think particularly there was a couple Halloween specials around this time that came out. And I don't know, it's a very nostalgic experience to have to make this choice. So good on ye, Garfield. I am going to say that the Garfield Halloween special rivals, if not surpasses, the Charlie Brown. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown because of the scariness and the intensity of the ghosts, like the pirate ghosts that are coming at Garfield as he's getting into a ship. There's this eeriness and it's, it's terrifying. It is I and I, I would put it up against the Snoopy behind enemy lines bit from It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. I think both really do bring out this amazing uncomfortableness when it comes to the Halloween season and what Halloween's all about, about being scared, about freaky stuff. So uh, I think the Garfield Halloween special is amazing and I would highly recommend anybody go out and, and get it and Anthony in regards to to your comment I do believe that Lorenzo Music who did the voice of Garfield in the Garfield and Friends cartoon voiced Peter Venkman in the real he Ghostbusters totally cartoon 100% so there's the the Bill Murray Lorenzo Music connection right there not only with Garfield but also with Ghostbusters man you, you, your, your nerd game is strong man um <laughs> The behind enemy lines, just I got to ask before we move on. Mm-hmm. Is that the one where like they go to France or whatever? No, that's Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. Yes. To me, I almost feel like that should have been the Halloween special because like there is a spookiness to that that is way. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. Absolutely. There is Absolutely terrifying agreed. things that happen in that special yep. uh, that I still think of to this day. And the music in the, it was very creepy. Yeah. It's the, you know, the, the part I'm referencing is when Snoopy crashes in, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. He gets shot down by the Red Baron, essentially. 
and he's kind of running around the field. There's this really eerie sort of clarinetty music. It's really, it's really eerie and creepy. And he's kind of, he's walking and he's swimming, trying to get to, to some sort of refuge during World War One. And it's uh, the Snoopy bit. It, it's always really intense in such a really fun, lighthearted Charlie Brown special. Like you've got Charlie Brown in a ghost costume that's filled with holes and he keeps on getting rocks and you've got um, Linus and uh, and Sally in the pumpkin patch. And then you just have this really weird World War One bit within a, a fun Halloween special. All right. So two to one. I am on the wrong end of this matchup, but that is completely fine. Uh, Garfield and Friends advances. Congrats to Garfield and said friends. But we are going to jump over to the 6 versus 11 matchup now. So we've got Batman the Animated Series versus Daria. I will jump in first here. So I've been doing a Marvel Cinematic Universe rewatch, and I've just... I, I'm doing it chronologically in order of the what the timeline. So I started off with Captain America, and so the, the next more recent one after that is Captain Marvel. So it jumps from like the World War II all the way up the the 90s so daria is right in there with the the soundtrack of captain marvel lots of really great female um, focused groups so i really i like the daria theme but i like the batman the animated series theme better this is my redemption for tintin i'll say because it is a big bombastic orchestrated theme song i'm gonna go with batman all the way you're really holding on to that Tintin grid. Yes, I'm <laughs> holding on to it. No, I'm just joshing. I'm going to back you up on that one. I love Batman. Danny. I should say I am in love with Danny Elfman's Batman scores, mm -hmm. um, particularly his Batman and Batman Returns. Um, and so Batman the Animated Series is post-Batman Returns. And it is dark, it is orchestral, it is mm -hmm. brilliant. It's such a strong musical journey that he takes us on. And I love that he went to the TV theme song with it. He continued it on with that. Um, incidentally, he also did the same thing with Beetlejuice. Yes. Uh, which I'll talk about later because that was another one that didn't make it. But yeah, uh, God bless the world for Danny Elfman. And I'm getting a big vote for Batman the Animated Series. Sorry, Daria. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm backing you up here too. If only, you know, I mean, for I guess a few different reasons too. Because like, you know, Daria was one of those MTV properties that because of the timing and because of where I was at as a, a I think, young adult at that point, like I just never saw it. Um, I didn't have cable, I don't think, at that point. It just wasn't, like, a big part of my life. But even hearing them side by side, I just, I, I can't really connect with it that way. Whereas, I really do like what they did with the Batman theme, even though there are absolutely no words. I mean, and, like, I think there are parts of that theme that aren't, like, anything, like, you know, from the original score or whatever. Like, sort of the the transitions in that theme like i don't remember that being part of sort of the original score like in you know the batman films or anything but yeah it, it definitely brings a heightened sense of drama before the episodes start and also just because i really love that series even just for the series alone it should move on but i think our conversations in regard to daria it, it, we are obviously three men here. I'm sure we would skew a little bit differently if we had a female voice in here. We we hope that those who love the Daria theme song come and talk to us on Twitter. We can only provide our opinions on it compared to Batman the Animated Series. I think if it went up against any other of the theme songs in this bracket, it would do extremely well. But I, I give full respect to the Daria theme. Um, if it was up against, say... 
Garfield and Friends. Well, maybe not against you two guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe some of the other ones for sure. It would have gone far, but it came up against a juggernaut. And, of course, it, moving from, like, a, a movie property into a TV property and if an award-winning composer is coming over with it, it's going to be uh, real tough to beat something like that. Let's move into the 7 versus 10. So we're starting to get these matchups a little bit tighter now. So we're seeing Speed Racer versus Gravity Falls. Uh, Jason, what say you first? I'm going with Speed Racer here because... Well, this one's sort of hard to explain. Not so much because, like, I didn't grow up watching Gravity Falls. It it was a little after my time. But Speed Racer was actually before my time. I mean, I think I saw some very late reruns, you know, as a kid or something like that. And even listening to it now, like, I'm not in love with the vocal expression of that song. There's something a little off-putting about, I don't know, the lack of harmony in the voices singing the Speed Racer theme. Like, I feel like it could have been better if they chose, like, a more serious sort of, like... Anyways, all that to say that I I think this really comes down to just sort of where I fit in in terms of world history. Or, you know, I mean, at least cartoon history in the U.S. um, That I have to go with Speed Racer. But I'm not totally in love with Speed Racer as a theme. Completely fair. So I'll jump in here and I will give my vote to Gravity Falls. So in listening to Speed Racer, I mean, I hadn't heard the original theme in a long time. I had seen a few episodes of the show when I was really young, kind of in that just a block of cartoons that, oh, I'll watch this. And like, here's the Flintstones, here's the Jetsons, and then maybe here's some random stuff that comes afterwards. And I may have caught an episode of Speed Racer there. But in listening to it, yeah, that vocal arrangement is pretty poor like it is it is not as peppy as i remember the speed racer theme to be like i remember here he comes here comes speed racer and it's like a a cheery and like a really fun anthem and and it is just really sort of lackluster and re-listening to it to to stray away from the negative and go to the positive gravity falls is catchy like that is a show i have no relation to i've heard a lot of talk about it in some of the other podcasts i listen to and it seems like it's going to be fun and it seems really interesting and it has that sort of spooky um supernatural element which i love in tv shows and movies it kind of lends itself heavily to uh what the mcelroy brothers have done with their podcast the adventure zone and their second full arc which is amnesty they do this really sort of fun we're out in the woods there's supernatural thing monster of the week uh sort of episodes and gravity falls kind of feels like that to me and the the theme song's just really fun and catchy so i'm gonna give it to gravity falls and we will force anthony to break the tie again that's cool so i am I have very little relation to both of these properties. The closest I can get to Speed Racer is the movie that mm-hmm. came out with the Wachowskis that did it a couple of years ago. And I am in love with that soundtrack. Like, it's one of my two gets to purchase on vinyl. Um, but I listen to it quite a bit. I know the Speed Racer, that version. Mm-hmm. So when you played this version, immediately I was like, oh, the movie one is 10 times better. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't remember this being so what you guys had said weak and just kind of lackluster so when i heard gravity falls for the first time that is a jam and then incidentally as i'm like doing a bit of research for again the scooby-doo property i'm gonna force you guys to watch mysteries incorporated a lot of people said that it was gravity falls before gravity falls and i was like whoa i need to check out gravity falls i've heard of it i've never really watched it had no context for it except maybe a couple Mabel memes. But yeah, I'm fully on board and my vote is going to Gravity Falls. I'm really excited to check the series out. 
Thank you for saving me from myself. <laughs> <laughs> Gravity Falls moves on two to one going into the, the second round. One final matchup here in the first round of the Tailspin region. We are going into our eight, nine Alvin and the Chipmunks versus Kim Possible. I think musically, both of these are really great theme songs. Um, different eras. I am more in line with Alvin and the Chipmunks. I remember the theme song. I can sing along with it. Kim Possible's really fun, though. But I would like to see what Anthony says to this first. I am giving my vote to Kim Possible. Okay. So Alvin and the Chipmunks obviously is a really interesting property. And I uh, know the Chipmunks and I watched quite a bit of this version of it around the late 80s. Um, and there was always something kind of creepy to the animation. I don't know why. I think it was like the Don Bluth era. So there's like this weird realism that kind of is captured in that. And it always kind of creeped me out. And even the Chipmunks movie has like a little bit of edge to it that is a little kind of creepy. And I always liked it. But Kim Possible, again, I have no connection to that show whatsoever. That theme song is amazing. It just, all of a sudden, in the first two lyrics, lines of lyrics, it just lays down that she is a basic average girl and she's here to save the world. And I was like, well, that gets my vote. Like, <laughs> that's phenomenal. Like, that's really smart writing. And it really sets, again, uh, sets up the premise for the show. Mm -hmm. um, and I never watched Kim Possible, but uh, that theme song blows Alvin and the Chipmunks out of the water for me. For sure. Um, Anthony, were you referencing the Chipmunks Great Adventure movie where they go in the hot air balloon rides? Or Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It is. So yeah. Good. It's a really like, it was a very like, uh, I don't know, adult adventure for the. It was. <laughs> it was a very theatrical and very um, appropriate adventure for the uh, Chipmunks movie. There's a reference to Pierre Cardin's socks in that, in that movie. As if any kid is going to understand this designer sock line. But anywho, I, I digress. I am going to go against you here, Anthony, and I'm going to say that my vote goes to Alvin and the Chipmunks. I think the Kim Possible theme is amazing, but again, just with my memory and my enjoyment of the Alvin and the Chipmunks cartoon, I do enjoy the uh, the way that the theme song is put together. It's really fun. It's catchy. The lyrics are, are really fun too, but I'm going to go that way. So Jason, go ahead and break that tie. Thanks for putting pressure on me. I was like looking forward to making you the spoiler here. But so I guess maybe start out. I'll start out by saying I'm really sorry, Christina Milian. I, you know, I, I think you're great, generally speaking. But oh my God, does she sing the Kim Possible theme song? She does. I had to look Get it up as out. it was done because I was like, wait, that voice. I know it, but I don't. It is very familiar. Yeah, and I was like, wait, that isn't Maya, though. Like, that is it's somebody else. And so I had to look it up, and I was like, oh, Christina Milian <laughs> saying this. Well, that's that's difficult. But again, you know, kind of dating myself, I, I didn't watch Kim Possible at all. I don't really have a connection to it. Uh, whereas, you know, Alvin and the Chipmunks, I mean, I really did spend a lot of time getting geeked when that cartoon came on too like i maybe this is more of like my sort of christmas soundtrack on vinyl sort of like appreciation for alvin and the chipmunks but i, I did really like it i liked sort of even just how flashy the theme was like you know i think because i think it ends up with them sort of on stage and like you know like lots of lights and everything like it's just exciting so i'm going with that so i'm sorry again to anthony but yeah i i, I have to give it to alvin and chipmunks 
what a very interesting bracket we've or region we've just gone through um so for one two three four five split decisions in the first round alone that is got to be a record for us here so lots of really interesting stuff going into the next round here so let's go ahead and jump into that now so we've got our one versus eight matchup teenage mutant ninja turtles versus alvin and the chipmunks as we've just talked about I will say that for me, I'm still going to stick with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Despite everything that I just said in its matchup against Kim Possible, I am now going to shut that down and say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is far better. Jason. For some reason, these two up against each other becomes easier for me. And yeah, like you, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is just, it was too significant for me. And not like this necessarily is like the reason I chose it, but like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was like Saturday morning again for me, whereas uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, I, I feel like it was like after school on weekdays or something like that. And there's just a little bit more hype on the Saturday morning cartoons. But all that aside, it's a better theme. It just is. So it is TMNT for me. Anthony, though, your vote is um, pointless in this regard because we do see Teenage <laughs> Ninja Turtles move on. We still value your opinion. So what were you going to go with? Jeez, you're so sweet when you I phrase know. it like that, eh? I am also voting for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I am totally about turtle power and pizza time. Uh, I played all those video games. But yeah, that cartoon was pretty staple. Like, I followed it through all the way to when Kang came in and they got... Oh, there was just so many auxiliary characters they brought in. It was so cool. Bebop and Rocksteady. Anyway, yep. yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And which, to my surprise, is actually a property that's still going really strong. I think in regards to the popularity of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think in my minimal comic book uh, knowledge that I know, I think that's one of the most popular independent comic books that's ever existed because it was just i think a couple college guys who got together and wrote it and it's outside of all of those bigger sort of wants even though they tie into the marvel universe um in a really weird way so 3-0 sweep here for teenage mutant ninja turtles moving into the sweet 16 let's jump to the next matchup we're just going to go straight down the left hand side here we've got our four versus 12 matchup spider-man 66 going up against garfield and friends jason how about we go to you first well, to keep this uh, comic book thing going, I do have to give it to Spider-Man, okay. you know, the, the 66 version. And that really sucks because I really do have a fond place in my heart for uh, Garfield and Friends. I completely feel your pain there. Uh, Anthony, what are you going to go with? Uh, I'm going Spider-Man 66 too. Okay. It's a classic, iconic theme song. And as much as I love that Garfield, um, yeah. I'm also going to go with Spider-Man. I can't shut down Spider-Man 66 at this point. Garfield and Friends is good, but I mean, come on. Spider-Man 66 is just so much better. But of course, that then sets up the, the Sweet 16 matchup now of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Spider-Man 66. So that's going to be an interesting one we're going to get into next. But first, we're going to go into Teen Titans versus Batman the Animated Series. I will go first on this one here. I think think I'm going to go Batman. This one's a little bit more difficult than the previous two. I think as we move it further into this bracket, I mean, that second round was a lot easier. We could eliminate some of the, the wheat from the chaff there, but this one is tight. I do love that surfer feel of the Teen Titans theme, but again, I'm going to go with the big orchestration and move that through into the next round. So let's go to Anthony next. I praise the 
Danny Elfman Bible musically <laughs> and spiritually, maybe even sexually. Ooh. But uh, <laughs> something Batman. else I'm gonna have to bleep out. <laughs> I, I, yeah, what do you do with that? Like, do you bleep that one out? Because I'm just like, uh, I don't even know how to process that. I know. Okay. Then, also, have you seen Danny Elfman lately? I mean, I'm not judging, but mm. okay. <laughs> Batman the animated series gets my vote because, uh, yeah, I love Danny Elfman, and I think this is this specific score and theme song prompted me to look into vinyl because there was a release of the entire first season from Mondo and they did this brilliant packaging that obviously I missed by like six months and is now worth like $700. Mm. But yeah, that is such a beautiful iconic theme song. And yeah, I'm really scared for it to go up against some of the other contenders two votes for batman jason what say you not like it really matters at this point but i will kind of i I won't let teen titans go out like that just because i do really like it as a theme and in terms of memorableness i mean the fact that you can actually sing the theme song I guess it's kind of big for me, not to take away from the majesty of uh, Batman the Animated Series, but there is something to that. But again, it doesn't matter, and it probably would have gotten smushed later anyway. So, you know, it is what it is. We are seeing Batman move on into the next round. 2-1, though, um, a tighter contest than the previous two. Uh, And let's see how the next one fares, though. So we've got Pinky and the Brain going up against Gravity Falls. I am going to continue my vote against Pinky and the Brain. Not against Pinky and the Brain in the negative, but I just, I really do like what Gravity Falls brought to the table there with that really weird, instrumental, fun theme song. And I will pass it off to my co-hosts here to see if they are going to completely bounce uh, Gravity Falls out of this bracket. Well, I don't know about Anthony, but yeah, I am. I'm still Team P&B on this one. I will unfortunately put the coffin in Gravity Falls because I'm voting for Pinky and the Brain. We see Gravity Falls bounce out of this bracket fairly easily there with a 2-1 victory going to Pinky and the Brain. So now this sets up some really interesting matchups going into our Elite Eight. This is going to be interesting. Before we start breaking down the Elite Eight in our Tailspin region, we want to take a break and tell you about another podcast you should be listening to. And this week, it's Game for a Movie. It's a movie-based podcast with a fun twist. The hosts compete in competitions, and the loser is forced to watch a terrible movie. I just finished up their Avengers Grimm episode, in which Game for a Movie just announced their March Badness Tournament, a bracket of some of the worst movies ever. Once you finish up with our bracket, head over to their Twitter account at GameForAMovieP1 for more bracket fun. And of course, find Game for a Movie on your podcast app of choice, subscribe, and enjoy. Let's get back to the Tailspin region and crown a champion of the cartoon TV theme song bracket. Well, we've got our 1v4 matchup going into the Elite Eight here. We've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles going up against Spider-Man 66. 
Who boy, that is a tough matchup. And I will throw it out to my colleagues here to whoever wants to start, by all means, just start talking because I need some time to process on this one. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll get this one started. Um, right. I'm going to vote for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, and the reason being is as classic as Spider-Man is. I think I have a lot more nostalgic connection and as jazzy as the Spider-Man is, I feel like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles really for me sums up what's going on in the show. And I think I really like the narrative that happens in it and how it's just a simple lyrics about breaking down what the characters are doing and who they are. And it's just really easy to get stuck in your head. And so Spider-Man 66 does that too, but I don't think it does it as well as T-M-N-T. Okay. One vote is in place for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to move on to our final battle here. Jason, how about yourself? What are you going to vote for between Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Spider-Man 66? Since I'm like, you know, throwing out teams such and such, uh, I'm, I'm team Donatello here. And, you know, I, I yeah, I'm going with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not to take away from Spider-Man, because, I mean, I, a good chunk of my cartoon watching days early on were spent with, like, Spider-Man reruns of, uh, you know, that series. But I just got so excited about everything related to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, including those toys, which I wish I still had. I guess that's neither here nor there. It's just a great theme, and I'm going with that. My vote doesn't matter. It really doesn't, Don. <laughs> Thanks. It doesn't, doesn't matter at all. But we love you, Don. Isn't that what you just said? Does it feel good? How does, this that, direction? <laughs> how does it taste? Oh. How does it taste? Oh, I have tasted my medicine. And it's better. <laughs> it is a sour, bitter bell. Um, yeah, it's, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. As much as Spider-Man was kind of... I think it, Spider-Man has to be that first cartoon that I remember watching when I was really, really, really young. Um, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just has a, a really fantastic theme song. Um, myself, I, I, the connection to me, I did not know many other people with the name Don as myself, so... So to have Donatello to be right there on the screen, and he had the best weapon out of all four of them. I, I'm I'm on board with TMNT moving on into the, the next round here. The last, or the second to last matchup, the penultimate matchup, if you will, that we need to deal with in the tailspin region here is our two versus six. We've got Pinky and the Brain going up against Batman, the animated series. Jason, let's start off with you. Where are you going to go here with uh, with this matchup? Yeah, I'm I'm still Team Pinky. Maybe it's because I was willing to kick the animated series off the train in the last round, but I think it's just you know, there it's Pinky in the brain. It's <laughs> Pinky in the brain. <laughs> One is a genius and the other's insane. I'm also a sucker for words, uh, when it comes down to it. Um, I am going to go next because I think I'll put the pressure on Anthony because that's fun. And this is, again, where I think I'll bring in my my Tintin influence here. For me, it's just the instrumentation. I really like a big orchestra going at it, like the flurry of notes coming at you and the different instruments coming out and, and the feel and the just the emotion that's put behind the Danny Elfman score is fantastic. So I'm going to go with Batman, the animated series, and I'm going to kick it over to Anthony to break one of our hearts. I feel like this is, uh, this is Anthony versus Anthony here. Cause um... it is exactly 100% me versus myself. Oh crap. 
I really love Danny Elfman, but I really love Pinky and the Brain. Oh, okay. Logically, I know that Danny Elfman uh, is skewing higher for me because I have such an affinity for his presence. Mm -hmm. Pinky and the Brain is getting my vote. I'm sorry to sour the Tintin memory by bringing <laughs> the animated series, you know, into it. But uh, I really think Pinky and the Brain, the Batman series exists within the Batman universe. Pinky and the Brain also exists within the Animaniacs universe. So I think what I gives me the edge for Pinky and the Brain is that smart lyrics. Mm. Like there is a clever theme song happening in that and the way they lay it down. And uh, even that quote that we come, keep coming back to, which is one is a genius and the other is insane. I love the fact that whenever I listen to it, I always think that Pinky is the genius and uh, Brain is insane. And that's kind of the wordplay that they're going for is that they want you to think that Brain is the genius, but I think he's insane. So I'm sad to see Batman the Animated Series go. I'm so sad, but I'll listen to it on vinyl one day. So tough yeah <laughs> okay we have our final tailspin region matchup set and it is our chalkiest matchup yet uh we've got our 1v2 it is teenage mutant ninja turtles versus pinky and the brain holy cow talk mm, about juggernauts yeah. what happens here 1v2 anthony let's go back to you and we'll i'll get you to start this off because you you kind of toiled and because you had to make the decision but now you've got there's no other votes on the table who gets your vote tmnt or pinky and the brain uh if this was about my love for teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the secret of the ooze then this would win but my vote is going for pinky and the brain it is such a crown jewel in the cartoon 90s repertoire that i really will pledge allegiance to it and may satan eat my soul if if the it loses <laughs> i mean no pressure on you guys no pressure just you know vote however you want to i was yeah, gonna say know. meanwhile satan's in the background <laughs> like mm, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> jason I guess this is where I have to leave uh, Pinky and the Brain behind. Yeah, I'm sorry, Anthony, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is my vote on this one. All right, Don. I I know that I just killed your Batman the Animated <laughs> Series. And I, know I've, I know I've previously also killed your Tintin. Which one is going to come out for you? Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, early in this region, I rallied against Pinky and the Brain twice when it was up against Freakazoid and when it up, was up against Gravity Falls. But then I definitely extolled its virtues when it was up against... Well, no, I didn't, I guess. <laughs> when did we do the two versus six? Oh, no, I just... I did. I put... No, I put Batman through. Hmm. Yeah, this shouldn't be that difficult for me. It's, teen, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's got to. I think the tune is just too good. It is class. Like what we're seeing recently, there's been a lot of backlash against the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme, specifically for the line Donatello does machines. I understand. It's a really nonsensical, stupid line. And what the heck does that even mean? But yeah, it's so dang good, though. It is so good. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gets my vote. It is going to move on into the final four here. Great run by Pinky and the Brain. I mean, it was the 
number two seed. It, it should have ran as far as it did. Uh, we saw some great underdog stories come out in that second round, but we did not see much going into the uh, the later rounds. Uh, unlike what we've seen in other brackets where we've got the 15 and the 12 seed going on into the final four. We'll get into that here in a minute, though. But we've got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It is our final four rep representative from the Tailspin region. Now we get into the championship rounds. So as we start to break down the final four here, we are looking at the left side of the bracket. We've got our He-Man region winner, DuckTales going up against the Tailspin region winner that we just broke down here in this episode, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Holy cow, one seed versus one seed, the overall number one seed going up against the fourth uh, number one seed. I'm going to pass it over to Jason first to provide your vote on who moves on, DuckTales or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, to go into the championship game. It is interesting that they're both number ones. I That's that's pretty cool. And, you know, and I do love myself some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but the problem is it's going against DuckTales. For me, DuckTales is too much of a juggernaut. There's, And I like to sing along with both of these, but you know, I mean, woo. <laughs> As you've said before, <laughs> woo. Jason is seeing DuckTales move on into the championship game. Anthony, what are you going to vote for? I don't know if you want to hear this, Don, but I'm voting for DuckTales. Okay. I love both of these. And even though I did vote for Pinky and the Brain, I was happy to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles move on. Mm -hmm. um, and again, one of the things that I really loved about, I love about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is it tells me a story. It sets up that they're a fearsome fighting team, that they're fighting Shredder and that they each have a personality. And my favorite line is Raphael is cool, but crude. And it's <laughs> like, well, that just sums up what he is, right? He's so cool, but he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Anyway, I love the same thing about DuckTales. I love a good lyric, and I think DuckTales does it better. It's a more clever narrative about what's going on. It still sets it up that there's mysteries and they're going to rewrite history, but then they woohoo! They go for Duckburg, and uh, I think it's such a well-written, structured theme song that just has so much resonance. So, sorry, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sorry, my niece who loves them. I am voting for DuckTales. I'm all for DuckTales moving on into the into the championship game. It's the overall number one seed for a good reason. When I was doing the research for this bracket, it was on every single list consistently. And we're going to talk about a few of those songs that were on a few of the lists or a single list and, and why they didn't make it into the bracket after we crown a champion. But DuckTales was a no-brainer. Everyone's familiar with DuckTales. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a number one seed. It was up there, but it was on... I don't believe it was on all of the lists like DuckTales was and I feel completely happy seeing it move into the championship game because DuckTales is a fantastic cartoon with a killer theme song. So 3-0 DuckTales is moving out of the left hand side of our bracket here and going into the championship matchup against what I think is the craziest matchup 
of all, but what I'm really savoring is that it's it's going to be really difficult for my co-hosts here to make a choice between the 15 seed Jam and the Holograms coming out of the chip region going up against the Adventures of Gummy Bears, Anthony's play-in theme song, making it all the way through against like juggernauts like Flintstones and Inspector Gadget and G.I. Joe or Transformers and Tiny Toons and holy cow, what is going to win out of this? And Anthony, I think I'll go to you first. Who wins between Jam and Adventures of Gummy Bears? Oh my god. Uh, yeah, this is classic difficult decision territory. My connection with Gem is very strong. I have, since its original broadcast airing in the 80s, I've gone back and watched uh, a majority of it, rewatched it, and it really does hold up. It doesn't hold up in the sense that it's the best television you've ever seen. It holds up as campy viewing that you get together with your friends and you have a good time because you're reminiscing and there is music in it. Um, and I think... Uh, one of you, Jason, I believe, may have shared an article about the original singer uh, who th sang the theme song for the show um, and how she did go off to do other projects, but that she was not involved in the movie that came out a couple years ago because that movie is awful. I haven't even seen it, but it tainted the good name of Gem. Gem is a quality cartoon. It has a quality theme song. And I think... When I look at the Gummy Bears, I love that Gummy Bears theme song so much. And it is my choice and it's my baby that has come this far. And as much as I love that theme song, I haven't gone back and like rediscovered that show. I haven't been like, yeah, I really need to watch The Adventures of Gummy Bears now available on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> But uh, like maybe I will. Um, but I think I'm going to give my vote to Jem. I have such a strong affinity for that theme song and the gummy bears, but the gem one has so much more presence. It has so much more just strength. It is clever. It's simple. It's strong. And it features one of my best parts or my favorite parts about gem, the misfits, because their songs are better. Let's jump over to Jason and Jason, who do you got coming out of the 12 versus 15 matchup between gummy bears and gem? So Gummy Bears w was a really cool part of Saturday morning. And, you know, usually I, I spoke with one of those matchups before talking about how like Saturday morning was generally greater than like the weekdays. This is kind of one notable exception, though. Um, you know, the, the more I listen to Jim, I find new things to appreciate. Yeah, shout out to Britta Phil uh, Phillips here because like, you know, when we were going through this before, I'm, I apologize for not knowing her name in the moment, but part of the reason I went and looked it up after the fact is because her singing really kind of reminds me of every great female artist that came out of the 80s, right? Like, you know, the Debbie Gibsons, the Martika, the, the uh, was it Tiffany or something? Tiffany. Like, yeah, Tiffany. Like Circles it, in it, the sand. It reminds me of like every single like, major 80s lead that had like some you know big songs out of the 80s and it really it's really canon like it just fits right in and you know and I also appreciate that maybe unlike every other song that we listen to here it's kind of like a proper use of a, a lead vocal and background too right like I mean not only is Jem the the main character of this story she's the main voice 
on that track and the background is like literally the background at the points you would expect the background to be seen so uh, you know it's it's all of that just sort of rolled into what is a really a fantastic theme song for a cartoon i just didn't get into that much so i i've got to go with jim here so Jem's moving on no matter what my vote is, but I was going to vote for Jem as well. Jason, you you hit the nail on the head there with the sound of the Jem singers fitting into the era in which the cartoon came up around. It feels like it is its own individual single and it's been released and it's popular and they built a cartoon around it as opposed to the other way around. It is Tiffany. It is what I picture when I when I think about Jam and if it fits into all the other bands that were coming out around this time is the Bangles. I think about like Walk Like an Egyptian or Eternal Flame. I can see those four being Jam and the Holograms. Like if they were to create a movie like immediately following the success of the of the cartoon show back in the eighties. I mean, it, Cover Girls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it'd be so good. Like I, that's who I picture, and I I I, I think that in hearing your argument for it being just the canon of of that era and it sounds like so much other so much else it is and it absolutely fits and in a 3-0 vote we are seeing our 15 seed move into the championship round and it is going up against the overall number one ducktales so this is where i want to start with jason first because i think jason you've had some pretty good opinions here you've you've kind of talked about how you know what you think should be coming out of of the regions and into this championship round what is going to be the best cartoon tv theme song for you this is actually really difficult for me i kind of imagine that it would come down to this matchup from the outset because they're both super strong theme songs and i'm gonna be honest and say that no matter what happens i kind of feel like it's a win because these are two really really epic classic theme songs that make a lot of people happy and nostalgic and like just remind them like of everything that's good about sort of like you know the early morning after school cartoon and like the saturday morning cartoon like it's it's all of that here i've got to be consistent just because you know from the outset when i thought about like what cartoon theme really did it for me even though ducktales is a super awesome theme it didn't readily come to mind which is not a measure of how much i watched it because i watched ducktales all the time and never almost never watched Jim. I mean I I can't say I never did, but I almost never did. But in terms of musicality, Jim is a it's really good music that I kind of wish there was more of, a la Hey Arnold that like went on for like minutes and minutes and like wouldn't stop. It did make me more curious about like the sort of music that Britta Phillips was producing. Like, you know, because she had one song and I didn't jot down the title, but like it was very Bond theme-esque. And then a couple other songs that were like, they were pretty different from that, but they were cool too. Like it, all that to say that I don't find that same sense of curiosity. I just acknowledge it as a brilliant theme that doesn't quite have the steam in it to go up against Jim for me, even though this is a super tough matchup. My vote's for Jim. The first vote is in. I don't know who to go to next. Should it be me or should I put the pressure on Anthony? Or is Anthony just going to put the pressure on me? 
Anthony, let's go over to you. Uh, what is your vote in the epic battle uh, between DuckTales, which is now one vote down against Jem and the Holograms, the little girl group that could? I uh, am voting for DuckTales. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I really want to express how much I love Jem and how much I love that theme song and, again, all the music in the show. But DuckTales, to me... Uh, who incidentally uh, was the theme song was sung by a guy named Jeff Pesquetto. And he actually uh, sang uh, a trifecta of late 80s cartoons. So he did the DuckTales theme song. He did the Chippendales Rescue Rangers theme song. And he also did Darkwing Duck. So he, for me, has like a hat trick of cartoon theme songs. Uh, that he sang on. He didn't necessarily write or produce them, but he sang on them. So I really want to give it due to him because his voice really is so iconic for me Al, from all three of those shows. And then add on to that, he's also uh, done the music for some of random my favorite movies. Like he did the music for Spaceballs and he also did the money for a movie. Uh, sorry, he also did the music for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So he is like a, in the same way that I think that Jem is kind of a voice of the 80s, which I completely agree with. I think she is so invocative of of all of that, what was happening, that I think Jeff Paschetto is actually the same thing of the cartoon world of the late, 90, late 80s, early 90s. I think he really helped sell a lot of Disney properties and a lot of like cartoon properties with his theme songs that... I really, to this day, will come back to all three of those, and they're on my Spotify. Um, so that's why DuckTales is getting a vote from me, as much as I love Jem. I am a huge DuckTales fan, and what are you going to bring to it? What is? <laughs> how can you split this tie? Oh, my gosh. This is the worst outcome. I was hoping you would just take Jem, and it would be no problem for me to just... Man, I'm really having a, a hard time with this. I mean, and here I'll, I'll give you both sides of it. So DuckTales came in as the number one seed, as I as I just mentioned earlier in this episode, and rightfully so. It is ubiquitous and well-known and extremely familiar for hundreds upon hundreds upon thousands of people. I mean, it just it makes complete sense to look at DuckTales and go, yep, that is the best cartoon theme song. And then we have to look at Gem, which is this out of nowhere cartoon theme song that I recall because I remember watching the show, but I've never really appreciated as an adult. I never went back to the Gem and the Holograms theme song. And in listening to it now at my age and having listened to a plethora of music in my experience from all different genres and eras, I can appreciate Gem's theme song for it being just great music, full stop. Like, we could put that into an 80s number one hits bracket if we ever had to do that. It would be amongst its peers because it is amazing musically. So now I've got to pit the two together against each other, and I have to make a determination as to what is this bracket trying to capture? Is it trying to capture great music? Is it trying to capture just the the classic, yeah, that is a fantastic theme song? Is it capturing everything altogether, which I think we've kind of blended stuff together for quite some time in this entire bracket. So what am I trying to get at with my selection is I have no idea. Like it is <laughs> it's, it, I'm all over the place here. But I think if I'm if I'm really honest with myself about what I was looking for 
out of this bracket and what I'm looking for out of this podcast is fantastic music. We are looking for things that trigger and catch our ear and make it memorable and hopefully make it memorable for our listeners as well, or at least intrigue people enough to go back and listen to it and catch some sort of fever from it that it lives with them for, for some time. And I think DuckTales has already done that. So I am going to go with Gem because I think Gem, wow. it stood out here and it wowed me like none of these other theme songs have. And DuckTales is fantastic. I can sing it. I can woohoo like the best of them. But Gem really killed it for me here in this bracket. And I am pleased to say that it is my choice to take the the championship here in our inaugural bracket episode. So we present to you our champion and congratulations to Gem and the Holograms, a 2-1 victory to take the bracket challenge. I knew DuckTales was going to be in the the top. Yeah. And I'm actually glad that Gem won, to be honest, because I think it is time for a new champion. As much as DuckTales has a hold on, and like you said, it was like the number one on so many lists. Yep. But specifically, one thing that I noticed on a lot, of, uh, a lot of these cartoons is that it was centered around a lot of male characters. So the fact that we did have a female-centered and female-sung theme song that did not only make it through all the brackets and that won, um, I think is a pretty good... Uh, message and I think it's a pretty good opportunity to acknowledge that female based cartoons number one are few and far between even nowadays but having Gem come up on top I think is a really good shout out to the 80s because she was super popular and she was huge everyone knows Gem everyone loves Gem what we can do with this is we can see a, a passing of the torch DuckTales can finally alleviate themselves of the pressures of always being the go-to theme song for people's nostalgia centers of their brains. And it's now time to crown a new winner. DuckTales will, DuckTales, we're going to retire its number and put it into the rafters. Like DuckTales will live on forever. But now, yes, it is time for a new champion here. I'll just say that, you know, I'm as much for uh, egalitarianism as anybody. I didn't choose it because, you know, this was an all-girl cartoon or an all-girl all cartoon theme it wasn't even about that it was just about the fact that this is really a fantastic song and not to say that DuckTales isn't a fantastic song I mean I really did as a kid find myself singing them both and I guess maybe that's what it is for me like one was easy to love like one was like you know I, I still had fondness for Disney didn't have much political sense I, you know, I just, it was, it was a cool song. Gem, I liked everything about it in spite of itself. Again, just saying, you know, like where I was as a, a young person at that point in time, not thinking about like everything that was wrong in the world and like whether this was, you know, the right thing to do is like elevating a cartoon that doesn't, you know, to Anthony's point, get produced enough. It's just a fantastic song. So I, I think that's how I'm going to end my comment there. But regardless of who won this, I really felt good about like Jem's run here. And I, I'm, I'm proud of them. 
And I'm proud of Britta. Now that I know her name, I'm going to try to make sure I never forget that one. And I, I probably will try to check out more of her music over time because it, it's kind of it's pretty fascinating. And I'm glad that, you know, and she seems to have a pretty big cult following. I mean, I don't know if that is something in retrospect that she appreciates or not. I mean, it sounds like she appreciates it even now, but it's definitely a defining part of who she is, much like how for all of Sean Connery's other work, he's kind of like, you know, famously known as Bond and frankly, the best one at me, bros. Congratulations again to Gem and the Holograms for making it all the way from the 15 seed there in the chip region, making it all the way up to the, the championship game and defeating the overall number one seed of, uh, of DuckTales. Congrats to them. But of course, this bracket was a lot of research and a lot of really great fun and games on our sides. But there are definitely things that are absent from the bracket, in our opinion. It's why we held the play in region. We wanted to have some sort of ownership and involvement in the bracket and put put in things that we didn't see represented in the research that was done on all those lists that were out there. Of course, there's going to be cult favorites of things that we we will never see on these lists, things that are only special to us, and things that, that are really popular that just kind of didn't make it in. It's why we named the regions how we did. Um, He-Man, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, and Tailspin, all fantastic theme songs, were just on the outside of that 64-team uh, list. So we thought what we'd do here for our uh, final segment of this episode is we just go around and talk about some of the theme songs that we really wanted to see in the bracket that didn't make it and how far we think they would have gone. So I think I'm going to kick off just real quickly here. One of the 90s uh, cartoon classics that I think really should have been represented in the bracket somewhere uh, was Gargoyles. Gargoyles was a classic cartoon for me and my friends uh, in our, uh, I believe it would have been elementary school days. And it was just this really funky off the wall sort of cartoon where we saw gargoyles come to life, fight bad guys, uh, interact with humans on a limited basis, and they had a really funky theme song. I'm not saying it would have gone far. I think it gets lost in sort of the the milieu of the early 90s cartoons. There's so many great ones of that era. I don't think it would have gotten out of the first round, to be completely honest. I think it would have met, unless it was going up against one of those um, classic like golden age cartoons that we just didn't really uh, have any connection to or like. It may have gotten into the second round, but it's not going really really that far I'll freely admit that but I think that's one of those theme songs if I was just going to go strictly on a nostalgia hit I would have included Gargoyle somewhere into the bracket um uh Jason how about yourself uh, was there a theme song that you thought should have made it into the bracket in your opinion one theme and I don't even know if it technically counts uh as a cartoon it is technically an animated thing I mean if you count the whole stop motion thing but Gumby Gumby was one of those themes where it was like super classic to me um and something I, I still enjoy singing along with you know he was once a green slab of Gumby. you know like i don't know that it just it's something that i kind of wish was there so that's probably the first thing I, i'll talk about now. for sure uh anthony how about yourself what's one that that didn't make it in that we haven't referenced that that you think would have really done well or been uh, well suited for the bracket well, I know you named the bracket after them, but I was genuinely surprised to not see Chippendale's Rescue Rangers anywhere. That, to me, was just mind-boggling. I feel like with DuckTales uh, and Darkwing Duck made it, but like Chippendale's, I think, is, you know, that time when sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks. You just need two gumshoes who are picking up the slack, and when there's no case too big, no case too small. 
you know, just when you need help, just call. <laughs> who who do you who do you call? But honestly, I was like, that is such an iconic skip of the chip. Anyway, I really think Chippendales would have gone pretty far. Uh, and then I think the other one, just because it was a little weird and off the beaten path, it was The Tick. Mm. was uh, that theme of, it's just like, it's really kind of Marvel, or not, sorry, sorry like superhero, pumpy jazz. And then uh, it just would uh, yell out like random lyrics. Anyway, The Tick, I don't think would have gone far, but I think Chippendales would have for sure. Mm-hmm. The final one I want to make mention of, it's nowhere on this list, but it is near and dear to my heart for my adolescence, and it's Mask. Mask is an amazing cartoon where you it's almost got that sort of G.I. Joe, it's an elite group force battling evil sort of feel to it, but still with that transformery sort of, it's got these really cool outfits and, and it's almost like they transform into these uh, individuals. It's really funky, really fun. And the theme song is damn catchy, if I do say so myself. And I knew it was going to be nowhere here, but that was one of those theme songs that I thought could have been a really strong underdog challenger to some of these bigger ones, just because it's not so well known, but maybe it's something that we can listen to and really appreciate similar to how we did with gem i'm not saying it would be anywhere near gems level but i thought it could have made it actually a pretty decent run if it had made it in but um so those are just some of the ones from the research and from my thoughts uh jason how about yourself was there anything else that you thought should have been on the list or you wanted to make it onto the list or something maybe in the future if we do this again we want to put gem up against a, a new set who do you think should make it in the future thinking about other things that just were pretty memorable to me uh, that I think should have been in contention. You know, I, I'll talk about this again, just because even it was kind of new to you all. Uh, Snorks was what the Smurfs theme song should have been, in my opinion. Like, it, it's really clever, and I like the sort of mm, faux Calypso vibe that it had going on. It, it, it was just one of those songs, to me, that just brought a lot of happiness with it. Anthony, final thoughts from you. Any additional themes that you thought could have been fitting in, maybe it could have challenged, or maybe something we can consider moving forward? Uh, I was going to say the Care Bears Countdown. I uh, That holds a pretty significant place in my heart. Um, but also the Care Bears movie was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, Carol King did the soundtrack to it and wrote the theme song to it. Um, So I actually have a lot of affinity for the Care Bears um, and the Care Bear Countdown, I think is one that uh, probably could have been a bit of a, I would have championed for it uh, going a long way. But uh, overall, this was a ton of fun. Not only was it really cool to have an opportunity to revisit some nostalgic 
in uh, moments of my past, but it was also really cool to explore some new theme songs. I'm all about theme song playlists, uh, and I really, I really enjoy it when I can add to that collection. So these three episodes are definitely going to allow me to beef up my Spotify theme playlists. For, I, I could not believe when you just said Care Bears, I was thinking, well, didn't we cover that somewhere on this bracket? But it's nowhere to be found. How did Care Bears not make this list? Care Bears countdown. Four, three, two, one. Who's that coming from somewhere up in the sky? Moving fast and bright as a firefly. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, a weird Canadian cartoon called The Toothbrush Family, um, which used to play, uh, again, with my Dr. Snuggles channel, TV Ontario. So yeah, The Toothbrush Family, if you ever have a chance, check it out. It's on YouTube. It's really weird. It's a family full of things in a bathroom, and they all have this like brushing teeth song, which is super fun and campy and probably is really bad upon you know revisiting but hey check it out for some good love we'll just ask our listeners to watch for anthony's and my spin-off podcast even the score a eh? as we talk about things like the toothbrush people <laughs> where we get into the louis lightbug uh, psas and we get into lots of really weird can content that uh, jason would have absolutely no idea what we're talking about yeah i was gonna say because when you said the toothbrush whatever is i would the first thing my mind went to was like that colgate commercial like we make holes yeah like that's that's yes. sort of the as you guys were talking and i'm sorry i do have to throw this one in because i i think you guys should check it out jace and the wheeled warriors strange strange cartoon awesome toys freaking kick-ass theme that i i really think you guys should check out I think all of us can speak highly to uh, the Nintendo series of cartoons that were uh, just everywhere when we were younger. I mean, both of my co-hosts here are wearing some form of Nintendo-style t-shirt. I feel very left out because I don't have mine on. But we've got things like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. We've got Legend of Zelda. They had their own cartoon. We've got Captain N. I don't know if they were stellar theme songs, but they were fantastic cartoons for sure. So... I think that will bring it to an end for us today. This was a fantastic series of podcasts. It's our first foray into uh, multi-part episodes. We really had a great time with this. I think we'll be doing brackets sometime down the road. What I'm thinking is uh, we'll get into live action uh, theme songs from TV. We're going to have some fun with that one for sure. But of course, we'll be getting back into our regular kind of standard episodes where we focus on one topic per episode here. But we'll get into a bracket again sometime soon. I'm sure we had too much fun with this too to let it go of course i want you to go ahead and let us know what you thought of the overall results here of our bracket how do you feel that gem and the holograms represent the cartoon tv theme song bracket here the way that you can communicate with us is by going to our social media accounts uh, so you can find us on twitter or instagram at even the score pod uh, you can find our youtube channel even the score podcast and you can find that through our pinned tweet on our twitter account we want to hear from you uh, and another way that you can send us uh, information uh, is via our email account go ahead and 
and let us know. Drop us a line at eventhescorepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to see your brackets. Of course, while we've just wrapped this up, doesn't mean the conversation needs to stop here. Go ahead and send us your brackets in. Tell us how you think everything did. And if you have any additional theme songs that you maybe want us to look at for a future bracket, maybe it's something very specific to your geographical region or your childhood. We want to hear about it. We're always looking for new things to add in here. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, thank my co-host, as always, for joining me in this fun conversation about TV cartoon theme songs. Thank you again to you both. Woot woot. Yeah, this is uh, awesome. And thank you again to the listeners. Uh, you can go ahead and find us on your podcast apps of choice. Subscribe, rate, review our uh, our episodes, share it with friends. And we really just want to continue this conversation going. So thank you again for listening. And this has been the Even the Score podcast. Catch you next time. So I have no one listening to me. Hey, hey.